This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 283. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on bonus episode 283 we are doing a little review, an advanced review ahead of the official release of Becky in the UK being released by Vertigo releasing. This movie will be making its way out for all y'all out there in the UK to check it out on the 28th of September. So yeah, long time coming for this one. It went out in the States ages ago, so it's finally making its way over here. So a week on Friday, you'll be able to check it out on all those digital platforms that you love. The Amazons, the iTunes, the Google stuff, the YouTube thing, the chili WhatsApp. Yeah, they're on there. You can go and check it out when it drops. So that review will be coming up after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's catch up. We've been doing a ton of stuff. Feels like this stuff never ends. And to be honest, we are almost in the bittersweet home stretch for the Summer Teapot's Top 10 series. It kicked off on Monday when we looked at 2007. And of course, this is a double bill week for Teapot's Top 10 shows. So Saturday, you're getting the penultimate episode in the series as we look at 2008, which means on Sunday, 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 we will return to the sweet embrace of the 88 Films Italian Collection series when we look at Paranoia. So that is your lineup from the old Under the Stairs lot, the crew, so to speak. On the Teapots Collective, I mean, plagued, it's got a death curse, ladies and gents. Uh, The Borderlands episode, once again, corrupted so um, I'm fairly sure some sort of paganistic spirit uh, some Lovecraftian entity has invaded my recording and fucked with it so yeah we're going to try that again but that's not going to be out till next week so in the interim um, this coming Friday you will get the finale, the final episode of season 1 of Opera Omnia followed by Sunday's Where to Begin with Jallo and then early next week the penultimate episode in Chronicle. So we'll get that out this month. Come hell or fucking high water. And that is what's coming out for you on the Tea Putts Collective. That's you all caught up, ladies and gents. Oh, that's right. Let's get into this. So I will be doing a non-spoiler and spoiler review of Becky. So be forewarned. If you have not seen this movie before, if you're really looking forward to checking out this movie, and FYI, kind of dug this one, um then what you want to do is maybe just listen to non-spoiler and then jump ahead to the end of the show or if you're totally paranoid, don't listen at all. Do not listen at all. This movie will be released on digital platforms 28th of September via Vertical Releasing and I'll be giving you more information on that movie plus the exact time coding in the chapters for this podcast and a big massive warning 
verbally of when to jump ahead. Um, I'll be doing all that right after promos for shows that I love and the trailer for the movie. I'll be back right after this. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. What happened by your forward, Becky? Oh, can you wait a sec? What is she doing here? You let her walk all over you. She's 13. Jeff, this gentleman lost his dog. Okay, well, why don't you give us your number? My dog is a Rottweiler. Purebred, or as the Germans call them, Rottweiler Metzgerhund. That's why you never let them mate with other breeds. You get the worst of both. Okay, I think it's time for you to go. Stay calm. I'm looking for a key. It has this symbol engraved on it. You seen it? No. Well, that leaves little Becky. Where's Becky? Wait, wait! He's gonna hold your dad still while I hurt him. I'm not gonna let them get away with this. Was a little girl. Becky! When she was good. Stop running! She was very, very good. And when she was bad, hey! she was horrible. What was the point of all of this? For a key? It's worth much more than that. Becky! You're clearly a special girl! I don't want to have to hurt you. But I do want to hurt you real bad. And welcome back, ladies and gents. So you've just heard the trailer for Becky. This is our feature movie review on this bonus episode of the podcast, Under the Stairs. Now, this one I got via a screener, thanks to the great folks out at Fetch who hooked me up where we screener ahead of its release across all digital platforms on the 28th of September. As always with these, we get a bit of blurb to go along with it. And this is what the blurb says about this release. Says Becky is a no-nonsense thriller smartly directed by Jonathan Millett and Carly Murnion, the duo behind horror comedy Cooties, a movie that I deeply enjoyed. It's not in the blurb, i just saying that. And features a fantastic lead performance from Lulu Wilson of The Haunting of Hill House and Sharp Objects. 
And comedy A-listers Joel McHale of Community, Kevin James of Poblar and Grown Ups like you've never seen them before. With sterling support from Amanda Bruegel of The Handmaid's Tale, Becky is a trip you don't want to miss. The synopsis. A rebellious teenager, Becky and her father head for a weekend getaway at a lake house in an effort to reconnect. The trip takes a turn for the worse when her father's new girlfriend and her son show up as well. But that's the least of Becky's problems. Before long, a group of escaped convicts led by the murderous Dominic take the family hostage. But they haven't reckoned on the rage and resourcefulness of Becky. So yeah, this one is coming out from Vertigo Releasings on the 28th of September, available on digital platforms, so wherever you check out your digital stuff, that is where it'll be. Uh, Becky is not what I expected at all, um, so we're going to do a non-spoiler review for it first, but it really, really was not what I was expecting. I remember when this was getting like heavy press in the, the old uh, horror webzines, and they were pushing this idea of home invasion, pushing this idea specifically tinging towards the horror side of things and something didn't quite add up for me because I know the directing team behind this movie from seeing Cooties and like I said before Cooties is a movie I genuinely think is an absolute fucking riot Um, very 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 funny but definitely grounded in it's a horror comedy so I was like right comedy guys taking their turn at a kind of horror home invasion well, I mean, it'll work because comedy translates well into horror most of the time. It's all about timing, it's all about delivery, and who better to do that than people that direct comedies? I mean, that's just a, a given. So I was interested. Also, the casting kind of caught my attention, specifically Kevin James, who everyone will know him from a multitude of fucking different comedies out there. And he's, you know, he's more recently kind of fallen off the grid to be honest I don't know if that's necessarily because his movies weren't doing too well or if it's because he became a bit more serious into MMA and and stuff to do with that so he's here as a kind of Nazi loving um, or Nazi participating uh, convict believes in a bit of white power uh, and he and his fellow convicts escape and make their way to this lake house in search of a key Right, that's as far as I will tell you about what's happening in this movie until we reach the non-spoilers. Um, and on the other hand, like I said in the synopsis, we have Becky and her father um, and her, you know, her father's girlfriend and their son in this lake house. Uh, things are kind of turbulent between father and daughter, and this is to be used as a chance to reconnect. And this is when shit kicks off. What did I like about Becky? Well, Becky is a very weird one for me because, like I say, the horror fanzine set up as something gritty and dark and this movie has a bit of grit to it, but not necessarily as dark as I thought it was going to be. Tonally, it caught me off guard, very much so, because there are certain almost Home Alone-esque elements in here. It reminded me a little bit, actually, uh, Better Watch Out, that it kind of... Um, home invasion kind of horror for lack of a better word comedy that came out a few years ago around Christmas time it kind of reminded me a little bit of the tone of that but less humour 
it doesn't necessarily get nearly as dark as you would think a movie like this would get and it's played very tongue-in-cheek actually there's there's some moments here that are borderline campy um and the and the dialogue delivery where you're like i can't believe this hardened criminal would say this sentence but on the flip side of that where it maybe lacks all that kind of darkness and and kind of on some level malevolence what it has in spades is entertainment value like becky thoroughly entertained me from start to finish granted a lot of what you see on the screen is absolute fucking nonsense like absolute nonsense i could not take my eyes off the screen i found it weirdly compelling i think the cinematography is great it is a very bright, vibrant looking film, um, shot in the woods, so all these vibrant greens and the, and the colours as well, but it has a kind of almost bubblegum kind of candy-esque colour scheme as well because our central protagonist here is, for all intents and purposes, a teenage girl. So there's a lot of those elements that travel with it. The acting isn't all that great. Um, when I say, I, I, is it all that great? Like, I don't know what I was expecting from Kevin James. He plays it very serious, and to be honest, he's very good at what he does here. But he's done so many comedies that it's very difficult to disentangle the comedic Kevin James from the I'm doing a serious criminal face. Um, The same with Joe McHale, who I've seen in nothing but comedies. He's playing a more serious, trying to keep the family together sort of dad role, and... At moments here, I could swear he was smirking when he was delivering some of these lines. Some of the other convicts as well, not great actors. Like, as soon as we get our big names in here, things drop off to the side. That being said, though, everyone knows pretty much what they're doing here, plays totally into the typecast part they're supposed to, and I am okay with that. Um, The violence is bloody. That's where the entertainment and the smile starts to crop up on my face. It's ludicrous, and it's plot. But when it delivers the 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 bumps and the the you know the the violence, it doesn't really kind of spare the rod, if you know what I mean. It, it, it really kind of goes for it in a way which is kind of gleeful. And the further it gets on, the bloodier it gets. And I found myself transfixed to the screen, part in disbelief of what I was seeing, and also part in you know really enjoying the carnage. Um, there are movies that sometimes are, you know, from from my perspective, just not great movies, but the, the way they revel in almost the stupidity of the plot, but the, the glee and the carnage that they cause will instantly make them, you know, movies that I will recommend. And I would definitely recommend Becky the same way I would recommend a movie like... Uh, Mum and Dad, which I think is, once again, it's not a great movie, but by God, is it batshit crazy enough to make it one of the most entertaining movies from a few years ago. Becky kind of exists in that bubble. I think the central performance here by uh, Lulu Wilson is brilliant. I think she is great as this kind of Macaulay Culkin-esque, home alone, um, vengeful kind of not going to be a victim you fucked off the wrong girl um, sort of character I think she's brilliant in that role 
And to me, she's probably the high watermark of this, above all the other kind of A-list names that you've just heard there. Um, she's the top of the tree for sure. This is her movie and she delivers it great. Um, and so I was kind of struck by that as well. So, I don't know, it, it, it kind of left me a bit like, huh, uh, by the end of it, because this is not the movie I thought I was getting, but I kind of like the movie I got. It's not nearly as gritty and dark as, you know, the cover, or even to an extent, uh, you know, horror sites will have you believe. It's not that movie at all. Instead, what it is, is he kind of campy written, and I'm not talking about dialogue here, I'm talking about content, campy written, over-the-top, violent, fun, entertaining exercise in just seeing bad people get their ass handed to them in delightfully gory ways. And on that level, this movie is about one of the most entertaining movies I've seen this year. Hands down. I, I like... It's, it's not a great movie. You don't go in here looking for like great dialogue. Don't go looking for, you know, an intricate plot. And we'll get into the spoilers about one element that I think they use because they're trying to be either very, very, very witty or smarter than they actually are. And we'll get to that element. But yeah, I had a blast with Becky. I, th- I thought it was a ton of fun from start to finish. Um, and yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend. If you're looking for a movie about the October time that is just fun just un- unabashed violent fun with great practical effects Becky's your movie for sure uh, it's a worthy addition to your 31 of October and I wouldn't call it a horror movie <laughs> it's at all it's a it's a kind of action thriller maybe with, with a hint of comedy there's a, a, a nice level of snark running right through this movie when it comes to a grade, it's a 3.5. Uh, I've been toying about this one between a 3 and a 3.5 and I've kind of topped myself up to a 3.5 out of 5 for this one. It sits somewhere between I liked it and really liked it and I imagine once I purchase it, because I will own this movie, um, it'll probably go up to a 4. I feel there's there's wiggle room here for a, a, a really liked it grade. Yeah, a few movies this year have been as entertaining as Becky, just unashamedly just fucking bonkers fun, and yeah so that is your non-spoiler review ladies and gents, a 3.5 out of 5 uh, check the time code please jump ahead a chapter if you don't want to know anything more, if you are lazy and you don't care, or you've seen the movie before, stick around because I'm spoiling the movie in 3, 2, 1 so Becky and her dad are at odds Um they appear to be at odds because her mother died some time ago and he's starting to move on he thinks kind of taking them up to the lake house will make them connect but he's also invited his girlfriend and her son Uh, oh and by the way they're going to get married and Becky's having fucking none of this her and her dog are having none of it Um, meanwhile uh, Kevin James who has a swastika carved into the back of his head either as a tattoo or his hair I couldn't work out what one and his band of kind of not too great thugs, they're not even quite the sticky bandits, and a guy who I think was maybe a former wrestler because he's like 6 foot 9 and built like a brick shithouse managed to escape and descend on this house looking for a key that has a specific symbol that Kevin James has tattooed on him Uh, obviously they don't plan on Becky being there and throughout the movie uh, menace the family and try and capture 
Becky and also try and kill a dog that could be indestructible. The ongoing joke in this movie is that no matter what they do to the dog, the dog lives, which is kind of, it's in stark contrast. And this is what I'm saying, I, I get the feeling there's a tongue-in-cheek here because of the fact that, you know, this is coming from the duo behind cooties. There's a, there's a level of humour in here that is almost poking fun at the genre itself. Like a dog that almost dies a few times but doesn't. See what we're doing there, horror fans? Um, the fact that, as well, you know, they try and pick off Be- Becky, who turns out to be... I don't know. We're never really given a story as, as to how she is so adept at killing, but she kind of is. She's kinda, if you've ever seen that movie, Shoot'em Up, um, and you see Paul Giamatti walking about place going, who is this guy? That's kind of what Kevin James is doing here throughout this movie. Um... They're literally terrified of a little girl in this movie because she violently starts fucking killing people in ways that are just cringy and amazing. She kills a character in this movie using the plastic motor blade on the back of a shitty little boat. Um, And it's fucking ridiculous because that's not how that works. But oh by God, did I love it when I saw it. Um, she's using zip lines here. She's dressed up like a like a cowie commando, for lack of a better word. And I love it. Like Lulu Wilson is having a ball in this movie. Um, but we're searching for this key now. This is what I meant earlier on when I said they're either like incredibly witty or they think they're smarter than what they are. In the Pulp Fiction style of storytelling we never find out what this key does or if they do tell you I missed that in the movie they never tell you what the key opens so except Becky has the key and these criminals want the key but we don't know why the criminals want the key except they've been planning for years to get said key and we don't know why it was in that house or why Becky has it to begin with so yeah Becky defends it at the cost of her dad Um and everything else. There is a fucking horrendously funny scene where she stabs uh, Kevin James in the eye with said key and his eyeball falls out, which he then has to cut off with a pair of scissors. Uh, and it's very slapsticky. You know, the delivery's just not great. Um, but it plays along and what it does is it moves, one, it moves at a hell of a pace. It's about an hour and a half and there ain't no fucking dust on this movie at all ain't standing still long enough for dust and on top of that as well it really really goes for it with the practical gore there's tons of practical effects in here and all of them are awesome um characters feel indestructible at times in ways that don't make sense um but i'm okay with that in the same way that arnold schwarzenegger's indestructible in a movie like commando it's kind of like that um Kevin James is like, like loses an eye, hit by a car, you know, set on fire. He's still alive, so he's, he's almost the Joe Pesci of this movie from Home Alone. Um, and yeah, like I say, it's, it doesn't. It's either very aware of what it's doing, and it's doing it very pithy and witty and tongue in cheek. And if that's the case, well done. Or it's kind of it has some lofty ideas, and it doesn't really know how to do it. So. It sets up things but never finishes them. And to be honest, with the entertainment value on show here, I'm kind of alright with both. It's shot beautifully. Cinematography really is great and we get a great chance to to jump around 
and explore the you know the surroundings and the weapons that Becky seems to be able to manufacture or make. And I'm cool with that as well. But when you've got dialogue like you know, our head criminal here, uh, basically threatening this woman and her child, her biological child, by the way, to just like get Becky to come here, and this woman saying, "You've killed the only relative that she had left and loved, and now you you have to deal with the consequences." She's a fucking fourteen or fifteen year old girl, right? She's not Steven Seagal. But this, this movie plays it that way and I fucking love it because it does. I'm talking myself up to a four. I'm, to, I'm, I'm talking myself... This might have to be a four, ladies and gents. This this might have to be a four. Um, it's just so cheesy and it's just so much fun. And I just had a ball with it. I really, really, really did. I think talking about it now is, is, is maybe solving some of the issues that I had with specifically my my feelings of what I thought the movie was there to do and what it didn't deliver so it's kind of that's on me but yeah I mean front to back it's fun um, it's cheesy would I want to see a Becky too? probably <laughs> I'm the problem with the genre I am not the solution I am the problem I am not the solution uh, I would watch Becky too in a second um and yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Please go and check it out if you've not seen it. It's like Mum and Dad. This is one of these ones I feel I'm going to be recommending a lot. Uh, and A Night's Sleep has has moved up. Yeah, I'm going in with a four. Fuck it. Four out of five for Becky. So much fun. So much fun. So fucking entertaining. Go and check it out. And uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Like I said before, it is available via Vertigo releasing... Um, on all digital platforms 28th of September so it's out a week on Friday go and check it out shove it on your 31 of October give it a wee watch maybe have it the day after something bleak it will cheer you up trust me it will and that is all I have to say about that right I am going to take my final break of the show when I come back I'm closing it out right after this You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 283, a bonus episode where Duncan fantastically flip-flopped from a 3.5 to a 4. He talked himself up in the spoiler section from a 3.5 to a 4. Uh, yeah, a bloody entertaining movie to say the least. I'm going to check this out again as long as my screener's active and then as soon as it's available on the blues I will be buying it full show. Uh, like I said before, Vertigo releasing, releasing this movie it's coming out 28th of September which is a week on Friday so a week tomorrow for those in the UK it's already out in the States so if you've slept on it go and check it out. You will have fun I guarantee it. And yeah, big thanks as always to Fetch uh, Publicity who sent me the screener for this one always great uh, to get some content in from those guys there's a multitude of ways to check out the show wherever you're listening to us right now hit subscribe that way you never miss anything from under the stairs while you're at it also hit subscribe to the Teapots Collective and you will never miss anything I record, produce and release simple as that visit our website it's teaputscast.com you can buy merch to support the show by going to teaputscast.bigcartel.com 
Simples. Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Cast. The Teapots Collective can be found on facebook.com forward slash Cast. Reach out and touch myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at Cast. You can also check us out in the Flick Chat app. It's free and available for Android and iOS users. And while you're doing it and downloading it and set yourself a profile, you can follow us by typing in Cast. Nice and easy. The podcast Under the Stairs will return to you this Saturday with another level of epicosity, another Summer Teapots Top 10 series. This is a penultimate episode looking at 2008. But until then, whatever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.